Southeast Wisconsin has some of the best high school and college athletes in the country. How did they get their start? Where did they begin their journey? It's time to talk about some of the best youth sports programs in the area. 15% this is the Youth Sports Show, brought to you by Allstate Insurance. Are you in good hands? Let's turn it over to the fans' high school insider, big time, Mike McGivern. Welcome into the Youth Sports Show, brought to you by Allstate Insurance on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Thanks for joining us. I'm Mike McGivern. Our first guest is the commissioner of the AAYFL. He is Mike Brewer at 930. We're going to talk to Mike Brost. He's from the Merton Athletics. Uh, They've got a number of things going on out in Merton, and I've heard nothing but good things about Mike, so I'll talk to him at at 930. Uh, Mike Brewer, the commissioner of the AAYFL, which is the All-American Youth Football League, we had on a few weeks ago and and had to cut our time short with him and asked him to come back on. Now that youth football is starting, and my grandson Keegan, who plays for the Brookfield East Spartans, fifth grade, has got his first game ever, tackle football today out in McGuanago. Wanted to have Mike Brewer on for a couple of reasons, just to check in with him and, and see how things are going. Hey, Mike, uh, so far so good, right? Well, you know, we talked, we said, um, we said early on when this pandemic hit, we're going to be in a marathon. And today marks the 13.1 mile marker of that marathon. We're out. We're playing. I couldn't be happier today. Well, there's and there's some kids and parents that be the same. And 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 Mike, I've I've talked about this story a number of times. But I, I work out at Nine Round in Wauwatosa, and there's a woman I work out with there, and uh, she works for a psychiatric hospital in Wauwatosa, and she deals with kids uh, the age of eight to 17. So all the kids that are right in that sweet spot for the for your um, your youth football league, and I said, "Hey, are you busy?" And she said, "Oh my goodness, I've never been this busy." I said, "Really?" And she said, "Mike, I, I don't care where you stand politically. I could care less. We have to get our kids back to school. We have to get our kids back to practices. We have to get our kids being active, and getting them out of the basement playing video games and not talking to their friends because." They, there's some real deep depressions that are going on with kids and nobody's talking about it. And I think that the fact that, you know, you guys are out now and we're trying to do everything safe. And, and I understand that we had a problem with one of your coaches and we're going to discuss that because, you know, it's something that we're not going to run from. And, and you never run from anything, Brewer. I know that. Nope. So, you know, we um, I think that when she told me that a while ago, that look, this is this is the untold story of this COVID nineteen is that we have to pay more attention to our children, and we have to get them be you know getting a chance to hang out with their friends a little bit. We can do it safely, you know, playing soccer, playing football, getting back to some of the things so there's some normalcy in their life. And I think Mike, that you certainly agree with that. Oh, a hundred percent. I mean, you know, I've dealt, and you know, Mike, how long I've been dealing, you know, 20 years in just youth itself, be it high school, be it youth uh, athletics, things of that nature, in various forms. And also being an educator um, at uh, St. Anthony Middle School. And I see it in my students where, yes, they're, we're all virtual right now, you know, and my students are, some of them are actually thriving, be perfectly honest, but a lot, but a lot of them are having the issues of how much longer do we have to do this, and why can't I go see this, and why can't I do that? You know, versus my own kids, 
um, down in Franklin are in school. And you can just see the difference. You know, um, even last night, you know, my crew was working Bradford and Tremper. And you can just see the difference when you walk out there of uh, student-athletes who are in school in person versus virtual. Right. And like you said exactly, you know what? We've said from the outset, we are apolitical. Like, if you looked at the landscape of our league, you know, it runs eight counties, as you know, from Oshkosh down to Delavan. We've got the rubiest of reds and the oceans of blues. <laughs> and, and everywhere in between. And every, every, honestly, every aspect you could think of in between. <laughs> but at the end of the day, we have one common goal. And that common goal is what can we do best for our fifth through eighth graders specifically in the league. And, I mean, it's been a long, tough road. And the flexibility, here, here's an example of flexibility. Just within the last 24 hours, uh, there have been three reschedules, one in eighth grade, two in sixth grade. They have now been rescheduled to triangulars. I know that's going to sound odd for football, but triangulars. And, the, and two crews have had to move. One officiating crew had worked the game where there was a positive test at the varsity game on a Saturday and couldn't, didn't have their test results yet, so I had to remove them and move pieces around and everything and got it just to the point at 5 o'clock yesterday to where, okay, everybody now knows where they're going, everybody knows how many games they're going to be playing. Let's breathe a little bit. Hey, Brew, you didn't sign up for this, did you? Oh, my goodness gracious. No, I did not. But Man. you know what? Quite, but quite honestly, Mike, to be, to be 100%, you know, whatever, honest and all that stuff, just the mere fact of all of that banding together and the mere fact of the flexibility. And, yes, we have had a couple of issues. You know, we've had an issue. Yes. I mean, it's out there. But overall, the parents have been phenomenal. The coaches and the programs have been phenomenal. And if not for one decision that, well, you know, let's replay it and maybe we decide something different, we are batting a really, really good batting average. Well, and... Mike, here, here, hey, Mike, here's what I think. And, and that is that with, with the amount of work, and, and I get laughed at because I use the term sweat equity a lot, but I believe in that. The sweat equity that you and the people at the AAYFL have put in, along with USA Football, you, you will, for years to come, after you're not the commissioner anymore and you're not involved, they're going to utilize this template. The next time that something like this, and trust me, the next time it's going to happen again, whether I'm around or not, um, you know, who's ever, if it's 10 years or 20 years or 50 years, but they're going to look back and say, hey, in 2020, how did they deal with this? How did they handle it? What were the steps they did? What worked for them? What didn't work for them? And I'm sure that you guys are keeping great notes and will put together this, you know, this spreadsheet of, look, this is what worked great. And the next time it happens, I would stay away from this. So the template that you guys are building, I think is going to be used for years to come. I, I wholeheartedly agree. And you're right. We are taking notes. I mean, that that plan, literally, that return to play policy that was put out there a couple of different times or whatever, that's about the fifth manifestation of it. And there's a reason it's on the Google Doc, because we can always change it at a moment's notice. And 
literally this week we were still modifying how we were dealing with attendance because, as you know, I mean, we normally have 39 organizations. Right now we've got 32 that are playing in the fall, 33, 32, somewhere in that number. Out of those 32, I would say there's about 25 different attendance plans considering school districts, high school conferences, um, local health department regulations. And so another sheet was created just so everybody could put their restrictions down and they could always change it if they need to. So you, for instance, you go see Keegan's game today at McGuanago, you're going to know exactly what, what the regulations are at McGuanago. And next week, when Keegan has a home game, you're going to know the regulations that are happening at Brookfield East. I mean, hey, hey, that's hey Bru- kind of thing. Bru- speaking of that, you know, my son-in-law sent me a, a text last night when I was doing the scoreboard show saying, hey, are you going to want to come out to Keegan's game in McGuanago? And at that point, I couldn't. So I said, no, I'm not going to be able to make it. And he said, okay, because I had to put your name on a list. And now my, my my afternoon might be free. So can I just use your name when I get out there or just have my media? You know what? I'll have my media uh, pass around my neck and say I'm covering this for 105.7 FM, the fan. It, that'll work, right? Uh, sometimes what I don't know can't hurt me. <laughs> there you go. He is Mike Brewer. Hey, before we get to a break, Mike, let's just deal with one of the instances, the one that, that, that you had a coach that found out he he was positive and didn't immediately leave, um, you know, still still st- stuck around. I think at a practice. And one of the things that that uh, that I know and that I heard that look, you guys handled the incident. And you're what I love about it, Mike, is you guys didn't run from it and try to hide it and try to sneak it. You said, look, just let. Here's what happened. And this this coach did this, and we, you know, the term that people used is is swift and decisive manner in accordance with the league's return to play policy. So, in in the few minutes we have in this segment, kind of explain what happened with this and how you guys dealt with it. Well, so like this morning, for instance, I'm at softball practice because, of course, you know, I can't just sit around and do nothing. Of course not. Um, of course not. So. My daughter and I got home from softball practice, and I got a phone call from um, the uh, one of the board members at Hartford that there was an incident at Kewaskum, uh during the eighth grade scrimmage last Saturday where a coach had received a phone call from the county health department of a positive test. And the coach made the decision to tell the health department that he was too busy to talk to them right now because he was coaching at a youth football scrimmage and that he called them back. To which, that's not exactly the answer you're supposed to give. No, it's not. And, you know, we all make mistakes. We all make decisions that sometimes we regret, and hopefully we just live to make the next one. And in this case, the county executive happens to have an eighth-grade son who plays for Hartford. (laughs) And so the health department immediately called him, alerted him to the situation. He did what he needed to do then. And he did two things. One, he called the sheriff just in case. And two, he communicated to his head coach. And they were in the middle of their first 15-minute um, segment. So, I mean, this is all happening probably within a 10-minute time frame. As soon as that segment ended, the head coach came over to Kiwaskum's president, who's the eighth-grade head coach, who simultaneously had received a text message from the sheriff that somebody had tested positive and hung up on the health 
department on his staff. And they got together. They just simply asked. And to this former coach's credit, he said, yes, that was me. And within moments, the president just said, you know, I appreciate you being honest. However, we can't have that happen. I need you to leave now, and you're removed from your coaching duties. Done. Is it a former assistant left? That's it. Story's over. Yeah, I don't know how much, Mike, I don't know how much swifter that could have been done. And you know what encourages me? That Mm -hmm. because one guy, you know, has an idiotic move for, 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 you know, a a two second deal. And he just says, no, I'm not going to deal with this. The, the steps that happened quickly and swiftly to get him removed and not only removed for that day, but removed now. He's not going to coach there anymore. And I think that that's really, you know, I that, that encourages me that that process happened that quickly and that you guys took care of it that, that like that. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I told the president later, I said, you know, you may not realize it now, but one, by acting the way you did, you not only potentially save the program, you potentially save football for everybody. Right. Because my worst nightmare, as I've always said, was something like that happens and it's not taken care of, and now I have to do damage control. And as you know, being in leadership, damage control is not something else we sign up for, but something else that we just have to do sometimes. Right. And, you know, I get it. You know, I have no ill will toward that former assistant. Nobody does. It was a momentary lapse in judgment. No, no, Mike, I do. I do. I'm upset with him. I don't know who it is and don't need to know, but I'm upset with him because, you know what, as coaches, we're we're supposed to be the adults in the room. Mm Mm-hmm. And so that that upsets me a little bit, but I love the you know the 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 people that are around him that said, "Hey, man, no, you got to go. Yeah, you know what? That's a bad decision. You got to get out of here." And I'm just uh, I think as as the 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 adults and the grownups um, and and the men in the room that when you get that phone call, that that that's more important than the eighth grade scrimmage. Let's be honest. True. Very true. Yeah. So I love the fact that you guys had in place the steps to quickly, you know, move him out. And I'm sure if he had to do it all over again, he would not make that same mistake. He would 100%. he would pick up his clipboard, grab his whistle and say, boys, I, I got to get out of here right now and I'll call you and let you know what's going on. Hey, let's get to a break. Mike Brewer. And, and, and I said early, he doesn't run from any of this stuff. He doesn't. And he said, look, it's damage control, but let me tell you how we handle it. And that's really encouraging to me that they had that all in place. He's the commissioner of the AAYFL, which is the All-American Youth Football League. And they kick off today. And uh, I'm going to ask Mike here the last couple of months what's been keeping him at, up at night. And I got to believe that there's a couple of things that have been doing that. We'll get to a break. Continue with Mike Brewer on the other side. This is the U Sports Show brought to you by Allstate Insurance on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Welcome back to the U Sports Show, brought to you by Allstate Insurance on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. I'm Mike McGivern, my special guest until uh, the bottom of the hour is Mike Brewer. He's the commissioner of the AAYFL, one of the biggest youth football organizations in the country, certainly in the state and the Midwest. Um, 
Hey, Mike, uh, we ended last segment with me wondering what keeps you up at night. And I'm wondering, <laughs> there's got to be a lot of things at this point in your life. Um, but just getting getting to this day, getting to opening day had to be um, one of the things that kept you up for a while. Um, to say that it was one of the things is probably the biggest understatement I've heard you use in about three years. <laughs> I dare you that, a boy. Really, <laughs> it really was. I mean... Just <clears throat> just the aspect of, you know, we go quarantine in March, you know, and we don't know, okay, what are we going to do? Where are we going to head? Nobody has any idea. We get to summer. Nobody still knows any idea because who knows if we're even going to be in school or things like that. Then to pull it all together, and there was a lot of behind-the-scenes work that every organization did to get this to happen. And then... We have a Youth Football Alliance meeting, which our good friend Tom Swiddle is part of, um, that includes WIA, WFCA, and about 20 different youth football organizations across the state, and USA Football as well. Mike Cuzzoni, who's awesome, um, who's our representative for USA Football. And we get together on a call, and it's late June. And I'll never forget this. At the end of the call, I called Mike and I said, they want to have a meeting the following month. I said, no, we have to have one two weeks from now because we have to start really ramping this up. This is now July. And I'll never forget the phone conversation I had with him was, Mike, be prepared because in two weeks we'll have a plan, a construct of a plan ready to go. And we literally had one ready and tweaked within a week. And our good friend Ted Schneider was part of that too, huge part of that. And, you know, between getting an infectious diseases director from Frater in the Medical College of Wisconsin who volunteered her time from the Slinger program to help write, it, write this, to get help from USA Football, to get help from our sister leagues and things like that in this state. You know, all of that work throughout the summer, here's what kept me up at night. The day after Labor Day, that was the first day of practice. What's going to happen? And for some people, it's the first day of school. And as we got through that first week, okay, we've gotten through the first week. Let's get through the second week. Last week was scrimmage Saturday. And it was just all of this, like, okay, hopefully no, no outbreak happens in school, no outbreak. And unfortunately, we've had a couple. You know, we've had a couple instances where we've had a lot, and mostly it's been contacts. Mostly it's been close contacts of siblings or classmates or staff members but we have now seen recently a couple of positive cases within our teams of people who have uh, contracted COVID. And like I said, it, it made for a quick reschedule, but we're prepared for it. So now I can finally sleep a little bit more at night. Wow. I just want to get through to tomorrow. You know what? Let's get through to tomorrow. And when you wake up, if your phone is not going crazy tonight with with and, and, and there's you know what? You can deal with some of the problems that you've had in the past. The idea now that, you know, one of the chain gangs didn't show up or the concession stand wasn't open at this game or this coach was yelling at the other coach on the way to the you know parking lot. Those those incidents and those problems that seemed to be big years ago, that's, you know, that's like a forgotten thing now. You just wipe that off your shoulder and move mm -hmm. on, right? Yeah. I mean, now it's literally, and this has been our mantra throughout, let's just play. You know, and that was the whole idea of the shortened season this year. You know, we were not going to go ahead of our brethren in high school. That wasn't going to happen. 
Um, you know, and Wade Lebecki's done an amazing job with his staff to get high school going now that they've played two games already. You know, for the most part, some haven't, but most have. And just taking that template, that construct, our high school coaches and districts and athletic directors working with our organizations back and forth, and it literally now is to the point where, yeah, some of those things are small issues. They're still bigger issues, but they're they pale in comparison to the end of the at the end of the day. Did we play football today? Right. Yes. Good. Let's move on to next week now. Boy, and, if, we can, if we can get to week two, that'd be awesome. That's kind of oh, where we're at right now. Yes. Yes. Um, head coach last night I, I spoke to in our pregame meeting, you know, I said, wow, you know, this weather's great for week seven. He laughed. He's like, hey, if we can get to week three, I said, you know what, play every game like it's your last because it very well could be this year. Yeah. Well, it's it's funny, Mike, because I had on my scoreboard show last night, I had on uh, the head coach at Oak Creek, and they had a mm-hmm. bye. And he said, this is really odd. And then the head coach at Greendale, Rob Stoltz, he said, look, I haven't been home on a Friday night in September or October for <laughs> years. Uh-huh. And he said, I kind of like it. It's not bad. It's not something I want to get used to. I'm not sure my wife and kids, how they're doing with all of it. But it's given me just a whole new perspective. And it's interesting because in a couple of weeks, um, on, on my high school football coaches show, which comes up at, at 10 o'clock, I want to have on guys that are used to being you know, on the field on Friday night. And that's been taken away, and they're waiting for spring. And just getting to check in with them and, and almost, you know, if you go back to talking to the woman that works at the psychiatric hospital, <laughs> Mamatosa, to say, hey, do you, any of you guys want to talk to her? Because it's just got to be really odd for these guys. It is the, uh, as an official, it is the oddest thing when we're sitting, because now we're getting used to this early start. You know, you get to mid-August. Oh, we should be out here week one. Okay, what am I doing this weekend? I guess I'm sitting at home. You know, and all of September especially. You know, I haven't had Friday nights off in 15 years at least. And to not be on a field on a Friday night in September was a foreign concept to me. You know, it was a different feeling even from when I retired from basketball officiating. You know, that first Tuesday, Friday in January is like, oh, I should be somewhere. Okay, yeah. I guess I'm sitting at home tonight. But you just adapt and you make things work. I mean, you know, I'm thrilled to be back out in the field. We're all thrilled to be back out in the field. And it is a new perspective. You know, it is more of a, hey, we're just happy to be here perspective versus every little minutia now is like right. the end-all be-all. 100%. Hey, Mike, I really appreciate uh, your time. I really do. And, and uh, I, I appreciate the fact that, that again, we've known each other a really long time, and you've never been one of those guys to run from stuff. You just kind of go head in and say, okay, you know what, you're right. This is what needs to be done, and let's figure out how to fix it and make sure it doesn't happen again. And so when I called, you knew what I wanted to talk about. And uh, you said, done. I, I will, uh, whatever time you need me, I will be available. And the fact that you guys handle that situation quickly, swiftly, and correctly um, is uh, hats off to you and everybody involved with the AAYFL. And uh, 
Again, I'm going to drop your name out in McGuanago today and just say, hey, Mike Brewer said it was okay to let me in. And and if that doesn't work, then I'll, you know, I'm not quite sure what I'll do, but I'll, I'll hand, I'll, I'll pull out that media pass and say, well, no, I'm covering it for, you know, we're doing the, this, this fifth grade Brookfield East game live on the radio, something like that, you know? Yeah. And then the guy, you know, what'll happen to me, Mike, is the guy will say, look, I know you're lying. And aren't you Mike McGivern who does faith in the zone? You're not supposed to lie. And I'll be like, oh right? man, I got caught. Hey, Mike, thanks a lot. Good luck today. I hope everything goes great. I will reach back out to you in a couple of weeks, maybe mid-season, if that's okay with you, just to do another, okay, let's recap again. How are things going? You know, what what's going great and what's going not so great? Um, if it's okay with you, I'd like to be able to do that. Mike, absolutely. I mean, you've always been a friend to our league, and you've always championed, you know, high school and especially youth sports in general. And, you know, just knowing that, you know, our programs have been on there and they've always said great things and everything. And I know we've been together two, three times. Obviously, we have a different relationship with a lot of people, but, you know, been on the show two, three times. Absolutely. Anytime. Good. Just give a holler. You're there. Well, I appreciate that, Michael. Thank you very much. We're going to get to a break. Other side of the break, we're going to talk some Merton Athletics with Mike Borst. He is uh, really involved out there, and they're doing some really good things. I've heard nothing but good things about Mike, and and uh, we'll get to him on the other side of the break. This is the U Sports Show, brought to you by Allstate Insurance on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Welcome back to the Youth Sports Show, brought to you by Allstate Insurance on Sports Radio 105.7 FM. The Fan, I'm Mike McGivern. I want to thank Mike Brewer, Commissioner of the AAYFL, and what a nice job that him and his guys are doing to get youth football started today. They're kicking off uh, today, and uh, they're, they're doing everything they can to get these kids back onto the field. We're now joined by Mike Borst. He is with Merton Athletics, and, and I can tell you that I want to thank Ty Mosler, uh, head basketball coach over at South Division for for uh, putting Mike and I together, and 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 Ty thinks the world of the job that Mike does with Merton Athletics, and I uh, wanted to to have him on for a couple segments just to talk a little bit about some of the things going on um, out in Merton. Mike, how you doing today? Good morning. It's the morning of Mike's. Man, a lot of Mike's going on here today. And, you know, just so you know, I don't know if Sam back in the studio told you his feeling about, you know, Arrowhead Athletics, but he's a Waukesha West guy, Mike. And, you know, if if you get hung up on, it's not me, pal. It's Sam Schmitz back at at the studio. Yeah, not me. I wouldn't do that to you. Hey, how long have you been involved with Merton Athletics, by the way? Um, I'd say about the last eight years, kind of when my kids, my oldest started around first, second grade. So been involved uh, since that time. Hey, did talk about some of the sports and some of the things that that you guys offer. I'm I'm on your website, which is mertonathletics.org right now. And boy, I'll tell you what, if you're if you're out in that area and you've got kids and and, they, and you want to get them active, there is something here for just about everybody from, you know, girls fast pitch on the rec side to to select and we're going to talk more about that. There's clinics and camps that go on. There's tumbling and cheer camp and baseball and basketball. You guys have you offer a lot out in the Merton area for kids to get involved in. Yeah, we really do. It's a, it's a wide variety of programs. Um, obviously, a, a lot of it is uh, youth softball and baseball, both on the rec and select side. 
Um, but yeah, we also offer some winter sports. We, we have basketball from, I think it's first grade um, through eighth grade, also soccer for the youth level. Uh, and we've recently introduced tumbling and adult yoga. So we got a little bit for everybody. Adult yoga? So if I come out to a class, you'll, you'll meet me there? Uh, I don't know if I'll be there or not, but uh, we do have a number of people that, uh, hey, that do participate. There's, if Ty Mosler will go with me, I might go. But other than that, and it better not be one of those hot yoga classes, Mike, because I'm definitely not getting involved in, in that. Hey, your three kids, uh, Maddie and Molly and Jack, are all involved with Merton Athletics? Yes, they are. Uh, Maddie is uh, uh, plays for the Merton Phillies, our select program on the U16, uh, on our U16 team, which is the one I had coach. And um, she's been involved in it since the U10 level and even – um, you know, when they were little kids doing the t-ball and everything like that. Uh, Molly plays on our other U16 team, um, our younger U16 team, and Jack plays on the sixth grade Merton Mavericks team, which is our, our select baseball team. Boy, I'll tell you what, um, you know, coaching our own kids sometimes can be a challenge. How has that been for you with Maddie? Uh, it hasn't been too bad, uh, considering she's, uh, you know, she's the pitcher and I'm the head coach, so uh, there have been some times where we've uh, we've had our moments um, over the years, but uh, for the most part, it, it's been pretty good. Um, she's still doing it, and I'm still doing it, so we must have done something right along the way. That, that's awesome. Yeah, I I, uh, I miss those days, so enjoy those days. You know, enjoy them all. Hey, um, what is the mission statement, if you can? And well, before I get to that, like every team is like a a, a different horse name isn't it am i looking at this correctly or what <laughs> yeah um so merton is uh you know the merton uh primary and intermediate school it's a it's a feeder school to arrowhead and uh they are called the mustangs so uh, i wasn't around when the maa was formed and, and all these teams but i'm assuming that uh, we kind of picked up from the merton mustang uh theme and uh came up with a, a lot of different other uh variations of, of that name well, you know what? Good for you. It's really, I think it's kind of cool, to be honest with you. Um, do you guys, is is there, and, and let's go with with, uh, with, uh, with softball right now, because that's where you're coaching. Are there still ways for kids at all different ages? Can kids still get involved out in Merton, or are you guys pretty much set now? Um, I know tryouts were in August, uh, and if things didn't change because of COVID, if somebody new moves into the into the area, can they still um, get a chance to play either on the rec side or the select side? Certainly, yeah. For our, our select teams, we did tryouts uh, back in August and uh, did the whole selection process. So the teams for 2021 are set. Uh, but there's also, you know, always between our our seven teams, they're you know they're looking for a player or two here or there. Uh, we've had a number of families that move in over the fall and winter and, and ask about select that have maybe played select ball in other areas, and you know we'll give them a look and a tryout. And if if there's a spot for a team left, we we certainly do that. Or you know for the following year, we have their information. Uh, on our rec side, um, our rec softball goes from first grade through ninth grade. Uh, those that program starts up in April. Uh, with games starting in May um, through the summer. So registration is, I think, open on our website for that. So if you're interested in softball anywhere from first grade through freshman year, um, you can certainly sign up for that and, and play this spring. Yeah, I'm looking at that right now. Again, it's it's mertonathletics.org. And if you go to uh, Girls Fast Pitch uh, Rec, 
they're the ponies. And uh, he, uh, Mike is the fast pitch director, and, and there's the, the rules are there. And then there's places for you to take a look, depending on, on what age, what grade your daughter is in. But there's, uh, there's information, and, and this website gets you a lot of the information that, that you're going to need if, if you want to get involved um, with the Merton Athletic uh, people. And it's, again, they offer a lot from, from uh, basketball to, to baseball uh, to, to softball and, like Mike said, adult yoga. And, and I know that he leads that class. So if you want to meet Mike in person, <laughs> he would be, you know, that'd be a perfect spot for you to meet him. Um, soccer and tumbling and cheer and things like that. Hey, Mike, uh, before we get to a break the uh, with COVID-19, what did that do um, and what has that done to you guys as far as the way that you guys go about your business and, and how difficult was that on, on some of the teams getting their games in and, and kids not playing? How hard was that out in Merton for you? Yeah, it was very hard. As, as Mike Brewer had talked about, you know, there was a, such a fluid situation where we're not knowing what was going to happen. And, and obviously that was right in the heart of it in March, April, and May where things were shut down, you know, fields were not open. Um, so it, it was a really rough year. And uh, I give a lot of thanks to our current president, Andy Wellnitz, for all the work he did with the, the communities and the schools and everything like that to, to get, um, you know, our season up and running as much as he could. But yeah, we ultimately had to cancel all, all our rec uh, programs last uh, summer, just because at, at the time, uh, the fields weren't open and the ones that were open had really a lot of restrictions on as far as how many kids could be on there, et cetera. And uh, we did that in partnership with a lot of surrounding communities like LCYBS out in Heartland um, and others, um, just because the rec programs primarily play um, just in our community where the select teams travel to other areas. So with no fields being able to be played on, we had to make the, the tough decision. Um, I think it was the beginning of May to, you know, to cancel our season uh, on the rec side. And that, that was really rough. And we know a lot of people were disappointed. Um, and hopefully we don't have to do that ever again. Yeah, I agree with that. Hey, Mike, real quick, um, can you give me kind of the what the mission statement would be um, for Merton Athletics? And I know it, it, it has to vary a little bit because it would be different for the rec department and and the rec kids that are playing at that level compared to the select kids but i you know in your mind if somebody said hey give me an elevator pitch on what merton athletics um is and what you guys you know believe in what would you say to that well it's real simple i think we're we're here to develop skills and whatever it is baseball softball basketball um you know to get them better at whatever sport they are uh, and to have fun um, I think if you can do those two things, have fun and get better at whatever sport you are, um, you're going to be able to go to the next level. You're going to, you know, stay with it, whatever the sport is. Um, so, you know, you could say, well, that maybe is a rec pitch that, you know, teach a couple things and have fun. But it's really the, the speech and the goal I have with my U16 team every year. It's like, you know, our goal here is, to, you know, we're not, our goal is not to win every game or, uh, you know, win championships that type of thing uh it's really let's get you better than you were the first day of practice let's let's develop your skills and let's have fun doing it and uh, i think if you can do those two things um everything else will fall in place yeah i i agree how much does the um you know the the varsity or or you know the coaches at at arrowhead how are they are they fully involved with with you guys on you know, some of the select teams, or they do they take more of a standoff approach and, and wait for those kids to, to get to the high school door? Um, I'd say 
on the softball side, uh, they're pretty involved. Um, we have some coaches that are that have some kids that have come through our, our program, um, so they're they're well aware of you know the, the girls we have from down from the younger teams uh, through us. Um, no, I'd say they're they're pretty involved at least from the knowledge of who our kids are, what they're doing, how they're doing during the summer, um, you know, and how that would carry carry through to their season. So yeah, they're aware. We have a number of girls on my team that play. Uh, that or will play varsity softball this year, so um, it's kind of cool that you know, seeing them from the, the younger ages on, um, get to that level. So yeah, they, they they are definitely involved, and it's great to see that. Yeah, you bet. Uh, we were talking Merton Athletics and Mike Borst. He is I'm on their website. He's the grounds director, ponies, Phillies director, AMSAC director. He's got a lot of titles. I'd love to see this guy's business card. I'll tell you what, because it must have all kinds of stuff on it. And uh, I really appreciate his willingness to to do a couple of segments with us. We're going to get to a break. Other side of the break, I'll continue asking a few questions. We're getting the weeds a little bit, Mike, because I want to know kind of, uh, you know, how you handle any of issues that, that all of us have when we're involved in youth sports, when it comes to maybe some parent issues or volunteer issues and what the cost is for some of the, the, uh, the teams. And, and we're kind of talking more specific about, um, about girls, fast pitch softball and, and, uh, but there's other teams that, that Mike knows a little bit about. So we'll continue on the other side of the break talking about Merton athletics. And as we do that, MertonAthletics.org would be the website you'd want to go to. Our special guest is Mike Borst from Merton Athletics. This is the U Sports Show. Brought to you by Allstate Insurance on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Welcome back to the U Sports Show. Brought to you by Allstate Insurance. Are you in good hands? On Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. We've been talking with Mike Borst. He is uh, with Merton Athletics. Hey, Mike, I had asked you, um, is there any chance that we could spend a minute or two with uh, either Maddie or Molly or Jack? Is anybody around by any chance? Let me let me check. I believe I do have one that finally got up. Yeah, good. Let's, uh, let's see if we can do that. And also, I want to thank the people that are, are part of the Merton Athletic uh, Board that, you know, they have board meetings uh, every second Monday every month, and there's a handful of people, more than a handful, there's probably 10, that, that are really involved to make sure that this is a really good program. And I know that had Mike had, had asked me, hey, look, I, I don't want to, this isn't just me. There's a lot of people that spend a lot of time uh, into this and, and want to thank the people that are involved uh, with the Merton Athletic Board and the amount of time and, and uh, stuff that you guys do. And I hear nothing but good things about, you know, some of the, the, the teams and how they're run. So thank you so much to everybody on that board um, for being involved and getting involved with, with youth athletics. That I just think it's so important in different communities. So thank you for that. Um, Mike, what are you thinking? Uh, we have uh, my oldest daughter, Maddie, right here. She, uh, that would be great. If I could talk to you. Yeah, put her on real quick. Hi. Hi, Maddie. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. You are a junior at Arrowhead, and, you know, I'm, I'm wondering, playing for Merton Athletics and, and playing for your dad, um, a pretty good experience for you throughout the years, correct? Yeah, it's been really good. You know, I coached my son, Maddie, and it wasn't it wasn't all rainbows and peaches and butterflies and stuff like that. Because sometimes, and he was a point guard in basketball, kind of like a pitcher in, in, uh, in fast pitch, 
not always see eye to eye with the coaches. So I'm glad that you guys are able to, to muddle through some of that stuff. Yeah, there's sometimes some little arguments, but overall it's pretty good. So you're a pitcher, Maddie? Yeah. Yep. So let me let me tell you a quick story. I, I do a segment for a, a TV show called Around the Corner with John McGivern, who's my brother. And we're in Fort Atkinson a few years ago, and they had a really good girls fast pitch softball team. And and uh, after interviewing and just doing my segment, I said, who's the big time pitcher here? And this girl waved. And I said, why don't you get warmed up? Because I'm going to get in the batter's box. I'm going to take you deep. And she said, really? I said, yeah. Maddie, I've played a lot of baseball and softball in my life. I've never seen pitches like that before. <laughs> I could, I hit one to the second baseman like a two hopper, and she got mad. I said, "You're mad at that?" And she goes, "I didn't want you touching any of my stuff." <laughs> I walked away with so much respect for fast pitch softball that I just thought, "Boy, oh boy, maybe it's I'm, I, I'm older, but man, I can play. I I can swing the bat a little bit." Um, do you like playing for the high school team quite a bit? And, and is it different playing for, you know, for Merton Athletics than it is playing for the high school team? And, and, and I can't imagine you like anyone more. I, I, I would assume they're just different. Yeah, it's different. Like, there's some, like, I love all the coaches of Arrowhead. And, like, when I play for Merton, it's just, like, a different, like, style. Like, through, like, Arrowhead, you're, like, you're playing for, like, your school. And everybody at your school kind of, like, knows what you're doing. And they've also had, like, a ton of girls, like, every four years, like, it flows through, and they have, like, different people. But, like, with Merton, I've been with the same people for, like, 10 years. So you just get, like, extremely close to them and close to all the coaches. So it's Maddie, different, you, but I like them both. Do, do you think that playing at the next level is something you might want to try? I'm not sure yet. I don't know exactly what I want in the future yet, but it's out hey. there. Hey, Maddie, you know what? You're a junior in high school, and you can change your mind 15 times before noon today, if you would like. There's no worries with that, because you you know what? You can do just about anything. Are you a good student athlete? Mm Mm-hmm. Good. That's awesome. Maddie, let me get to talk to your dad. I really appreciate a couple minutes of your time. Um, Maddie's a junior at Arrowhead. She's a pitcher with uh, the Arrowhead girls team and then also through Merton Athletics playing for her dad, Mike. Hey, Mike, thank you for that. I, what, what a well-spoken uh, young lady and the fact that, you know, she puts up with you. That She must be. She must have thick skin, Mike. Yeah, she does. And she gave me that, that uh, head shake. No, I'm not going on, but I just gave her the phone then. <laughs> you know what? You, she did She did great. I, I really appreciate um, you know her coming on for a few minutes. And when she talks about, look, I have played with these girls on my Merton Select team for 10 years. And we've gotten really tight. And then we've got you know my Arrowhead team. I really like the coaches. And then, then I'm playing for my school, which is really awesome. So good for her. She, you know, it's sometimes it's better when you have a junior in high school just to hand them the phone and say, "Go ahead, answer the questions, and and do well." And she really did. Hey, Mike, um, when when you have issues, whether it's with volunteers or with parents, do you guys have through the board? Do you guys have things in place to be able to deal with issues that that come up through Merton Athletics? Uh, yeah, we do. Um, you know, the Merton Philly families are, are great overall, but you, you know, with all the teams that we have across the uh, the spectrum, obviously you're going to have issues here and there. So, yeah, I mean, it typically goes head coach uh, and then to the respected director. Uh, and if it's something that has to be addressed by the board, you know, then we, we certainly bring it up to the board. And uh, we, 
you know, fortunately, we haven't had too many of those issues over the years. Uh, most of the families are, are great and coaches are great, um, you know, but you're always going to have a couple things happen throughout the year. Hey, real quick, uh, Mike, we've only got about a minute left. How uh, how difficult is it to find good coaches and quality coaches for the Merton Athletic Program? You know, that's one of the things that, that can keep you up because you just want to make sure that you have the right people in place. And especially, you know, when you you get a select coach for the, the younger ages that may be in there for a couple of years, you know, if you get a, a good coach or a good group of coaches, um, obviously you're going to have a lot of lot of fun and success and the kids are going to learn um but if you know if you make the wrong decision or or if the person just doesn't pan out you know that that can you know can crumble a a team or people leave and you have that across any organization um but you know fortunately for the most part we've had a lot of volunteers we've had a lot of good coaches um a lot of people that you know have learned from our older coaches over the years and and become good coaches because a lot of you know especially you know we have a lot of uh, female coaches, but a lot of male coaches obviously never played fast pitch, so it, it's always a learning curve, even if they play baseball, as to what that game is about and how to coach it and, and how to coach the girls. Hey, Mike, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. MertonAthletics.org is where you're going to want to go to get more information on the Merton Athletic Association. Hey, Ty Moser is right. Mike, thanks a lot. You do a great job. I appreciate you coming on. Please tell Maddie I said thank you and have a good weekend. Thank you. Appreciate it. Yeah, you bet. You've been listening to the U Sports Show, brought to you by Allstate Insurance on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan.